We got a super weird ending to the Lakers and Kings game. John Morant leads the Memphis Grizzlies to six straight wins. And is Fred Van Vliet an all-star? It's the Wednesday episode of Locked On NBA. Let's go. You are Locked On NBA, your daily NBA podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Wednesday edition of Locked On NBA, the daily podcast covering everything you want to know about the association. And on Wednesdays, I'm your co-host, Jake Madison, at NOLA Jake on Twitter, and the host of the Locked On Pelicans podcast. And I'm John Corrales, at John underscore Corrales on Twitter, and I host Locked On Celtics. Today's episode of Locked On NBA is brought to you by Truebill. Truebill is the new app that saves you money by helping you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't want or need and can even help you negotiate better deals on those you want to keep. And thank you for making Locked On NBA your first listen every single day. We're free and available on all platforms, YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts, five days a week, no paywall or anything like that, getting you caught up on everything around the league. And if you didn't stay up late, (laughs) you missed... Just a <laughs> hilariously bad. Is that the best way to describe it, John? Game between the like Kings and Lakers. That was just if you're gonna have a late game that almost goes to overtime and ends in like a free throw battle, at least just have some wild stuff in there that makes no no sense at all and makes us laugh. It was one of the dumber endings to a game I've seen in quite some time. One one of the all-time stupid finishes to a game that we shouldn't even be leading off the podcast with. because No, not at all. Lakers, Kings, but it was so dumb that it just elevated the entire ending. My guess, it, I guess it, it was- if, it, if you didn't see it, right, like there were a couple of things. You had the Kings down by about four. They are t- trying to play the foul game, but wait seven seconds before fouling, sending the Lakers to the line. There's 26.2 seconds, whatever number it was after that. They inbound the ball, but De'Aaron Fox doesn't touch the ball and the sh- and the, and no, the clock doesn't rebound. start. It's on the free throw rebound. That, okay, there that's, we go. That's the Free throw rebound. Yes. And the clock doesn't, st- or it starts early, right? He doesn't touch the, he doesn't touch the ball. So the ball misses and it, it lands on the ground. And so it hasn't been touched. So it's still a dead ball until it's touched, but the clock starts. And De'Aaron Fox points out that the clock has started. The ref blows the whistle, and then they confer for a fair amount of time. Too much time. Uh, you want to take it from there? Yeah. <laughs> well, the, so the next thing I heard was was Alvin Gentry swearing. Oh Just straight up swearing on the broadcast not being blocked out or bleeped out or anything so you can tell kind of something's funky so what the refs ended up calling was darren fox didn't have possession of the ball so it is now a jump ball because he didn't have possession even though there were no lakers on that side of the court, it seemed like, right? Like No one else could have even gotten the ball other than De'Aaron Fox, but because he tried to point out the shot clock or the game clock was running when it shouldn't have been and didn't touch the ball or game position of the ball, technically, when the refs blew it dead, no one had possession of the ball, so it goes to a jump ball. Look, it's technically the rule. I get it, but it's a very dumb interpretation of the rule because – like common sense right but i love it because alvin gentry's throwing his clipboard off to the side saying this is the worst call he's ever seen in the league god bless you alvin gentry and adding humor to the league the kings kept saying i I heard something over the mics being like this crap's rigged and and stuff like that like they were going in 
on on the refs on this one. Be, it, it had no impact on the end of the game, ultimately, and the Lakers winning this one, and LeBron James going off in the fourth quarter. But De'Aaron Fox trying to save a second when the Kings wasted seven on the possession before not fouling is so Kings and so funny to me the way this one finished. So De'Aaron Fox lays it in with 31 and a half seconds. L.A. calls the timeout and inbounds the ball, and it takes them till 24.8 to commit the foul. And I, if, if, you're, if you're taking that long to commit the foul, then what the hell are you doing waiting for that ball to come down? Just grab it and go. Just, there's no benefit to that. I get Maybe you want to just take a look and have a sense, but all you're doing is letting L.A. get back and set their defense up anyway. You're De'Aaron Fox. Get the ball and beat half the team down the floor, even though they've got a head start. Just go. Um, it, it was, it was a dumb decision. As I was saying before we started this, there are three elements to the end of this game, LeBron going off, right? And, and we'll get to that. The, the, the Kings being completely unaware of how to actually finish this game and play the foul game because, okay, maybe you, you say, well, we don't want to foul. We want to, we want to go for the steal, but go for the steal. One guy goes for the steal. The other guy's there to foul. If it's not there. You got to you got to do it quickly. You have you don't have the the luxury cuz you're down 5. It's not one shot. You've still got to stop them. So that that's dumb in and of itself. And then the referees, look, I get it. I I've seen the people talking about how when there's no possession and the whistle blows, it's a jump ball. But no, you you absolutely as an official you have to look at this and how I know the officials knew that they were wrong and that they, they, they screwed something up. Gentry went berserk. Players went berserk and there wasn't a single technical foul out there because the ref, <laughs> like, look, we, we understand this is all very dumb. Just guys, we're just going to sit here and just take all of the yelling. Cause we don't know what the fuck we're going to do and, and, and all of that. So I just feel like the entire ending was stupid and it did overshadow LeBron going nuts he like this is but this is what lebron does right he first three quarters of a game nowadays he's like he's not going to drive and in the fourth quarter if it's close then he's going to start driving he's saving himself and, and and that's why he's able to do it in the fourth quarter look and he closed it out for them 14 points in the fourth for lebron really kind of just leading them and they they needed all of that because this game was kind of back and forth and close for for the majority of it yeah it was just like a weird Ending and like that's one of those things where like common sense needs to prevail. And like the Kings get penalized on something that wasn't their fault, right? Like, yeah, it was a bad decision by Deer and Fox, as you said, but like they didn't cause the clock to run. This was in Los Angeles. This is the Lakers operator and someone else doing all of this, right? Like nothing to do with the Kings screwing all of that up. And they're the ones that, in a sense, get get punished for it. But yeah, LeBron was great. Russell Westbrook, by the way, in this one, no turnovers from him on the night. Not a good shooting night, but that's a that's a pretty solid step forward for him. Well, sure. Sure. Um, you know, the <laughs> the first shot that Russell Westbrook took was uh, a bank shot that missed the entire square off the backboard completely and like almost took two heads off on the other side of the rebound. <laughs> but but sure. Yeah. We're you know, if we're looking for for progress, that that's some of it. Um, look, the, I think the, the big story for the Lakers, aside from LeBron and, and yes, Westbrook kind of playing in more control. They got a great game from Taylor Hor Horton Tucker who uh, 
had been struggling since he came back. He finally hit a three-pointer. They got a great game from Malik Monk. And, you know, they're they're banking on guys like this to kind of carry the old guys. And and if there's any sort of real true positive to me in this game, it's that those two guys had big games. And then Taylor Horton Tucker is starting to, you know, show that coming back, getting back into a groove. That that's going to be what helps the Lakers the most. You get those guys um, contributing, and that's going to take a lot of pressure off the guys that have been forced to, to to play bigger roles. And they're too old to do that in you know December and January. No, and they're just trying to tread water as much as they can until Anthony Davis can come back and hopefully give them a boost and hopefully see his right. you know his game Edward elevated John. a little bit because he's had it. Yeah. Like yeah. they just need to tread water as much as they can, basically, which look, they're doing LeBron will help you do that. Right. Like if you if you need that to at least stay 500, you know, that's that's a pretty good head start on on all of that. So more on the Lakers over the Locked On Lakers podcast coming up next. John Morant is on a tear. The Grizzlies have won six straight. We will talk about it coming up here next in today's episode of Locked On NBA. Today's episode of Locked On NBA is brought to you by Truebill. Do you know why free trials renew without your consent? It's a business scam that's out to get you. So don't lose money like that and let greedy corporations pocket it. Download Truebill to take control of your subscriptions. Truebill is the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't need, want, or simply forgot about. And on average, people save up to $720 a year with Truebill. Because companies make subscriptions hard to cancel, Truebill makes it incredibly simple. Just link your account and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in just one tap. Truebill has over 2 million users and helps save them over $100 million, like Matthew B., who says, quote, in a matter of seconds, I saved $660 for the year on my DirecTV bill, saved $120 for the year on my Sirius XM bill, saved $840 a year on car insurance, end quote. That is a lot of money, so don't fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. Go right now, Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA can save you thousands a year. Truebill dot com slash locked on NBA. All right. Thank you for making Locked on NBA your first listen every single day. We're free, available five days a week, talking about the biggest stories around the league from the night before. And for your next listen, if you simply just need a quick recap on all of the action the night before, the Locked on Now podcast, nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from our local experts. The box score is not going to give you the context and everything you need to know. If you're trying to catch up on the league and you think you're just going to look at the score, you're going to miss out on big things like what the refs did and all the craziness at the end of the Lakers game. The Locked on now podcast is the way to go it's available on apple podcast spotify or watch it on the locked on nba youtube channel all right we had more games in the association last night including the memphis grizzlies beating the cleveland cavaliers 110 106 john morant clutch and scoring 26 points in this one six in the final 30 seconds including the go-ahead basket and a defensive steal Man, they're a six-game winning streak, and he is on an absolute tear right now. Ja Morant is unreal. Some of the shots that he hits are – I can't I can't even explain it. Other than to say – I saw somebody tweet it out, so this is not mine, but he's the best shooter in the league on the way down because he, he, he must fire about four or five shots at the rim a split second before he lands. 
And it's wild that he's able to do it, but he's able to just jump so high and out, like just wait out the other guys to fall or do something. And then he just lofts it up and he did it at the end of the game, spinning, flying down the lane. It, it, it's, it's just wild to watch what he can do. Uh, attacking. Uh, I'm, I'm at a loss. No, look, look, man, like, he, it's, he like, is so much fun to watch. He is like, you know, if you have league pass, you need to be watching these Memphis Grizzlies as much as possible. They're that much fun. He is that good and that much of a star in the league. And what, like, he should be an all-star. I don't know if he's a starter necessarily in the West, but like, he's he's in the conversation, man. Right? Like, it's not that he's not a starter. If you were to come to me and be like, "I'm voting for him. He's going to be the starter for me on the Western team," I'd be like, "Yeah, sure. I've no I've no problem with that overall. That's how good he's been." No, he's he's been great, and and we're 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 like this close from the. Oh, I think John Morant's going to be that that fifth place MVP vote the way they're going with with the Memphis Grizzlies. I think that he's he's starting to kind of raise his stock a little bit more each game. Now they went on a big run when, when he was hurt and so they're, they're, the the counter argument yeah. will be that well, they're look, Memphis is just good and they've got a lot of good players and Desmond Bain is a revelation and you know, they they've got a lot of a lot of positive things going on there in Memphis, which is great for Memphis. That's awesome. But as Ja comes in and, and he carries them and he and he makes these plays, I can see him sliding into like that conversation. Doug, I'm not saying I'm trying to start that conversation, but I think, <laughs> you're not going to be like MVP candidate John Morant right now. But I, I'm telling you, I'm telling you that within the next couple of couple of weeks, they're going to be these early MVP talks. The halfway point, we're at almost at the halfway point. And you're going to start getting those MVP conversations with all of the normal candidates like Steph, you know, and, and all the other guys, you know, Durant and all of them. And then there's going to be that, you know, one name we should be considering for the ballot is John Morant. Like that, that's going to be where he slides in. And I, I, I'm telling you those conversations. They're, they're 25 and 14. Like that's the record is seriously impressive. We're going to talk about Fred Van Vliet in the next segment where the records may be holding back a little bit. It's, it's working in the favor of John Morant when you can play, have clutch plays like that, right? And also do it on the defensive side of the ball. That's a really important aspect to this too, I think, right? It's not just the shot making at times. He's doing other things. I don't know, man. That's a big deal. Like he was great in this one. And it's not like the Cavaliers, even without Ricky Rubio, right? And Rondo's not playing for them just yet are an easy out. You have Darius Garland who put up 27 points in this one. Jared Allen with 22. And then Kevin Love is in a bit of a groove right now. 18 mm -hmm. off the bench. It's against a good team that he managed to do this against. They've done yeah. it against good teams this year. Absolutely. Evan Mobley made some insane, insane defensive plays. Like they have got that dude over there with Mobley like that is that is a guy that you're gonna you're gonna bank on uh you build your team around in Cleveland I, I watched this game and I tweeted it out like down the stretch I was like man the league is in good hands all of these guys who are really really young in their early 20s even younger on the floor with these two teams I'm like wow man this this league is in great hands uh, garland had some great plays a steal and he you know a bounce pass uh, for a, a layup or dunk from the seat of his pants um it was it was it was great uh, the grizzlies on the back-to-back -back, uh started slow finished strong but as we as we do every uh every week jake we always like to play real or fake 
real or fake? <laughs> uh, real or fake, Jake, you of the New Orleans Pelicans, John Morant is actually the best player from that draft. Um, you I, have I to like, pause for that draft. I know who else. Like, that kind of gives you that answer, right? Like I the pause there is is probably not a good thing for Zion's candidacy in this. You know, if you asked me this question a year ago, I would I would have probably laughed you off of here, and I would have needed like a minute to to regroup, and we'd have a <laughs> jump cut in here or some capacity. It's a conversation now. Like as much as I don't want to say that, not that I have like an invested interest in this when it comes to New Orleans and Zion and all of that. It's a conversation, and it probably shouldn't be a conversation. When you saw how well Zion played last year, right, the historic numbers that he was putting up, the incredible efficiency at the rim, all of that, it should be a conversation. John Morant could be an excellent player, but he wasn't doing historic things that Zion was doing. But the availability, man, the clutch plays of John Morant, the helping the team win, which Zion wasn't really able to do last season by himself – it says something, so I think it's a conversation. I'm curious, and I'll check the comments today on YouTube. So if you're if you're watching the show here, let us know in the YouTube comments down below. Like, who would you rather have going forward? You know, Ja or or Zion? Who's the best player from that draft? Or is it maybe still incomplete? But like, yeah, it, it's a discussion. I I can't say real or fake either way, but I'm not saying like fake right off of the bat, which says something, right? That's and that's the entire point. You can't say real. I don't think it's real that he's the best player because it is too early. It's the 2019 draft and we only we're only in the 21-22 season. So we legitimately we can't say that's real. But we also cannot say that it's fake, which is no, the indictment on on Zion and and just more of his health and the way that whole situation yeah. has been handled. But you know, look man, on top of that, this is this is going to be one hell of a draft when you look at the guys that you know, up and down. It's like, wow, man, this this draft is is pretty loaded. There are going to be some real significant contributors all the way up and down, you know, even into the second round. So, um, but Ja has the opportunity. You're right. Ja has the opportunity. Right now, he you have you have to give it to him just because he's played, but yeah, more games. Zion is still obviously the 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 higher ceiling bigger potential guy whenever he does play right it's it's a great i might have a podcast for you all to listen to if you want to know more about that situation and and everything it's called locked on pelicans speaking of the pels by the way they played and lost phoenix phoenix suns 123 110 and and didn't do much of anything offensively or defensively 40 percent from the pels from the field just 30 percent from three while it was 54 percent for the phoenix suns and 55 percent from three you're going to lose games with B.I. struggling in his return from injury, 5 of 18, just 16 points. So I was at this game, and I'm talking to a friend of mine, and we're just marveling that Bismack Biombo, like a COVID injury guy, right, is impacting the game and goes a perfect 6 of 6 from the field for 16 points. Chris Paul is freaking good, man. At like any age, 15 assists for him on the night. When you make Bismack Biombo, who's basically signed off the street, right? Who's also made a bit of a career off of like good point guards making him look better. He got a big contract in Toronto basically (laughs) due to like Kyle Lowry. Uh, It's just unbelievable to see that what Chris Paul does at this age and with this Phoenix Suns team. I mean, you're right. That's what else can you say to that? Like Biombo comes in and and gives them 16 points. Like, right off the scrap heap, comes in and gives them 16 points, six rebounds. But he also dished out three assists himself. Uh, like, block shot. Like, 
this is exactly what the the Suns needed, and you know they've been dealing with their their own injuries. But look, man, you're right, Chris Paul. It's all about Chris Paul. You know, Book was was awesome in this game as well. So um, really, to me, I mean, just boils down to uh, the the Phoenix Suns are uh, significantly better than the New Orleans Pelicans right now. It's kind of my takeaway too. Not much more we need to say about those. If you don't defend the corner three and the Phoenix Suns like hit hit an incredible amount of them because New Orleans just decided they didn't want to cover guys in the corner. You're gonna have Cam uh, Cam Johnson go five of seven from three. Bridges goes five of nine because of things like that. Like yeah, you're gonna lose the game. It's really kind of as simple as that. Not a whole lot else we need to say. Chris Paul really good. There you go. That's the deep analysis we bring you here at Locked On NBA. We're paid professionals, people. All right, coming up, two more games and is Fred Van Vliet going to be an all-star this year let's talk about it in today's episode of Locked On NBA before we get to that though today's episode of Locked On NBA is brought to you by Built Bar it's the new year so that means new year's resolutions and if yours is about getting fit or eating healthier you've got to include Built Bar in your plan Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar maybe even better than a candy bar Built Bar makes it easy to stick to your resolution because these things taste so good, you're going to be looking forward and want to eat them. Unlike other protein bars, which can be chalky, waxy, or taste like a chemical spill, I've had some that are like metallic and it was terrible. You're going to want to eat these. I eat one of these every single day for lunch, pretty much, and I look forward to it. So when you've got that kind of sugar craving or you want to break whatever diet you might be on, go for a Built Bar because you know what? It's going to be fine for you. 130 calories, 4 grams sugar, 4 grams net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. You compare that to a candy bar, whatever else it might be, things are going to win every single time. So you've got to keep a couple of built bars for you whenever those cravings strike, whether it's before or after a workout, breakfast, lunch, whatever you want. These things can be eaten any single time, and they are so good you're going to want to do it. So go to built.com, use promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your next order. Again, that is promo code LOCK15 over at built.com. They get special limited time flavors too. You got to go check it out and use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off over at built.com. Today's episode of Locked on NBA is also brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this holiday season. More props, odds, and lines than ever before. We've got the college football national title game. We've almost got the pro football playoffs and NBA action basically every single night. So Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code Locked On to receive your bonus. I have fun with all the player props. I acknowledge I'm a big NBA guy. I want to take advantage of that, try and make some money. So whether it's basketball, football, NHL, boxing, UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. So don't wait to take advantage of all the new amazing offers available. Bet online where the game starts. All right, thank you for making Locked On NBA your first listen every single day. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and available on YouTube as well. We're here five days a week breaking down every single thing you want to know about the association, recapping all of the games from the night before and the next one up. We've got the Toronto Raptors 129 over the San Antonio Spurs 104. John, this one is all, all about Fred Van Vliet. Another 30 points for him, 33 points. This is his third straight over 30 and four out of his last five. He is on fire, baby. This guy, as soon as he steps onto the uh, over half court, he's he's in his range now. 
7 of 14 from 3. The Spurs were 9 of 35 from 3. He almost <laughs> had the Spurs himself. The Spurs are not a good three-point shooting. So that's at halftime of the game, uh, they had each made the same amount of shots, and Toronto had only taken two two more shots, and the Raptors were up by like, what was it, like 14 or 16? And it was all because of three-pointers. It was all because Fred VanVleet was was just burying these and and the question now as we continue our real or fake is Fred Van Vliet having an all-star season because the Raptors are struggling and there are some good candidates at guard but he's having a hell of a season now look he's been so good for them this year like again the points in like the scoring kind of really speaks for itself and it's as i said in the last segment right like the one thing that's probably holding them back is the raptors record i think right they've struggled this year they've been dealing with COVID and other injuries but look they're on a three-game winning streak now you know they're starting to round into form they're getting some guys off of the COVID list and being healthy and you're seeing kind of the starting lineup that they want to have and the rotation that they want to have that's going to help them, right? Like if they can go on a little bit of run in the next week or two, I think that's going to they're going to look at Fred Van Vliet and be like, "Oh, that's the guy that's kind of sparked the resurgence in the Toronto Raptors." That kind of adds that narrative around what you sometimes need sure. to become an all-star as well. So yeah, like I think it's very real that he could be on the all-star team and that he probably should be on the all-star team this year. There are so many candidates and it's so hard to figure out. First of all, where you slot some of these guys because of the positional thing or um, what coaches are going to value as far as bringing guys on, yeah. but, you know, he's in the mix. I, I guess, I guess it just, the East is, is pretty, pretty guard heavy. There's a, there are a lot of guys who deserve it. You know, we know the big candidates, but, um, you know, Trey Young, DeMar DeRozan, Zach Levine are all going to be in there and maybe mm -hmm. a couple of these guys may be starting. Um, James Harden will, will make it, you know, these, these guys coming in as reserves. What what are what are the coaches going to value? Do, do the Celtics who are similarly struggling get one guy or two guys or or no guys? Does you know Bradley Beal? Do the Washington Wizards get a guy? Does Lamelo Ball come in from from Charlotte? Like, the decision on those could impact Fred VanVleet. I'm going to say it's real. I think that frankly, after what, and I'm not. I don't normally vote narrative wise, right? I I, I generally hate mm -hmm. the the narrative but more so for the end it of helps season. you <laughs> but you know what for for some of these guys that are are in the in the mix they're young and i feel like you guys will get plenty of opportunity the raptors after last year's covid and the way they got smacked around down in tampa i i, I didn't i didn't like that they, they're now sitting there i was watching this game and i'm like this is like last year there's there's nobody in the stands again it's all quiet you got you got to give Toronto. You got to give Toronto something here. And and Van Vliet has been he deserves it. He's good enough. Like he's got the numbers, he's got the all he's got all of the stuff on the court that you need. So if you're looking for a tiebreaker, man, throw Toronto a bone. Give this team yeah. something to, to you know celebrate after the last two COVID seasons. I so I'm I'm in. I'm putting Van Vliet in. That's real for me. 
No, I'm with you. I think it's real. On the flip side of this one for the San Antonio Spurs, they really struggled shooting in this one. Like, not a great performance. Jakob Pertl with 19 points. You had Josh Primo, who struggled shooting but made his threes, got to the line, finished with 15 off the bench. Yeah, man, this one was just Fred Van Vliet being really, really good and maybe Toronto rounding into form a little bit. And then final game we got to cover tonight was the New York Knicks over the Indiana Pacers, 104-94. You finally get Julius Randle back, and he goes off 30 points from him. R.J. Barrett, 32 as well. R.J. Barrett carried him in the first half, right? He scored 24 points. This game was tied at halftime, and then you had Julius Randle decide to score 14 points in the third that really just broke this game wide open exactly what the Knicks like needed I think yeah yeah and look they they had they had trouble and I I don't want to go down a whole like maybe you should have beaten the Pacers a little bit more handily no Brogdon no Duarte no Isaiah Jackson Jeremy Land Karis LeVert Gogo Batase (laughs) TJ Warren Kellen Martin that's the entire list of Indiana Pacers in health and safety Um, you got Kiefer Kiefer Skies who I don't know, or no, Kiefer Sykes, sorry. Kiefer Sykes, who I I don't really know much about Kiefer Sykes, but he dropped 27 for the... (laughs) You've seen a lot of things like that right now. You know, like, there's a lot of guys who I'm like, oh, oh, that's new. And they're having, like, great game. So that's what the Knicks were up against. The Knicks needed something to to go their way right now. They've been scuffling. The Pacers are are, are a mess. And, okay, so you you needed... uh, some big performances to to make that happen. Okay, great. Good for RJ Barrett. Good for Ju- Julius Randle. Good for Alec Burks uh, starting at point guard. Not good for Evan Fournier, who was awful. And we've brought up Fournier, ugh, Fournier up before with the Knicks. Yep. Um, he's been so up and down. At first, it seemed like it was a good signing, and then there were some. Now it's that 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 could come back to haunt them a little bit but hey for now Knicks get the win that they need move look it's good when your star players carry you like that right it's nice to see Julius Randle after sitting out come in and just dominate the game like he should right really kind of scoring at all three levels too in the mid-range at the rim and from three that's what you want to see out of him 16 boards from him as well four assists he was really really good in this game stepped up after RJ Barrett carried him for the first half like as you said like Take care of business. Do what you need to do when you have other guys really not stepping up like Mitchell Robinson and some of the other ones. So good win for the Knicks. You just need to get that sometimes, and it's really as simple as that. So that's going to do it for the Wednesday episode of Locked On NBA. Thank you all very much for listening now for your second listen. Go check out Locked On Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Bets, hosted by your boy Q, with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms. As always, I'm your co-host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter and the host of the Locked On Pelicans podcast. And I'm John Corrales, at John underscore Corrales on Twitter, and I host the Locked On Celtics podcast. Thank you all for listening. We'll be back with you all next week.